Welcome back. It's Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Joining us today, return guest, fellow awesome toxic Bitcoiner, Corey Clipston. He's also the founder of Swan Bitcoin. We're going into the numbers. Let's do it. Number time. Sponsored by... The Numbers is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever. Take advantage of the link down below for 10% off. At the time of this recording, the block height is 708,987. The Bitcoin price, 67,270. Chain rewrite days, 765. Total public lightning capacity, 3,190.47. Moscow time, 1487. Blocks to the halvening, 131,013. It's not no. an all-time high though on the uh, on the lightning. Uh, but I think public. we hit. I think we did hit eighty a sixty eight k. Yeah, no, we we did hit a new all-time high price while we were recording <laughs> even last night, right? Yeah, even last yeah, night. Did. So it's time That's for right. Satoshi the Bitcoin Chicken for anyone who's new to the channel. That is Satoshi the Bitcoin Chicken. He clucks every time the price of Bitcoin reaches an all-time high. But anyways, I have I have an interesting number, and I wanted to bring it up since our guest is here. Check this out. If you put the $1,200 stimulus check into Bitcoin today, it would be worth $12,180. If that is not the best advertising for Bitcoin, I don't know what is. What are your thoughts, Phil? Oh my gosh, that's brutal. Um, I actually, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I told my wife about that. I, I, was, I was thinking about that and I've given these numbers before. I remember when it had reached like 8K or something like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is brutal. Um, but look, it just goes to show. And again, right, you know, people sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's just the Bitcoin number going up. Really, what it's representing is our value going down. That's really what it's representing. And Absolutely. Bitcoin is absorbing all of that value. Absolutely. Swan, Corey, Corey Swan, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty fascinating. We actually just uh, launched a uh, like a calculator on the Swan website where you can look at you know purchases made back in the day or you know what it, what you know automatic recurring purchases have done over X amount of you know years or whatever. Especially when you're in frothy times like this, where Bitcoin is doing what Bitcoin does, uh, the numbers get ridiculously silly. And uh, yeah, it's fun. They, they, they definitely, definitely do. They get they welcome to the Bitcoin roller coaster. That's all I have to say. But anyways, yeah. Phil, it's time for the daily fail sponsored by check out amber.app. It's Bitcoin made easy. The easiest way to invest in Bitcoin. Check out the link down below. All right. It's the end of the week. I'm tired. Let's go. What's going on? Yellow. Amber, the smart way stack sets. Maybe we're going to start a new tiny segment, we're going to call it Shitcoiner's Corner, okay? <laughs> and, and it's going to be about the wisdom, the wisdom of the shitcoiners, right? Maybe we'll, we'll try to do that. We'll see if we can come up with way more than just like one or two quotes, right? Because chances are we're going to run out of stuff after like three episodes. But let's take a look. Let's glean into, the, into, the, into some of the shitcoin wisdom here, okay? This is brought by Humbled Speculator. Deep thoughts. Here we go, guys. <laughs> BTC at 100K is only 2X. At the same time, many altcoins would make 5X, 10X, 20X. Anyone who plans to invest less than 200 million USD 
should not look at BTC, but altcoins. Brought to you by the Shitcoin Corner. <laughs> Man, what was I love, that? I, love like, I mean, like, where, where do you even come? Where, where does he come up with that logic? Where, where does this 200 million come from? That's not even the fail, by the way. This was just something that we picked up, by the way. Shout out to AG and the Taco Carnivore Bitcoin Pleb Group. He's a low-key pleb. He posted that. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And... Man, I figured we, we had to comment on it, and that's what gave me the idea. It's like, come on, are you kidding me? Where does he come up with that? The 200 million? And okay, why is your shitcoin out of the over 8,000 shitcoins going to be the one that pumps? Why is it going to be the one to absorb all of the value from Bitcoin? Crickets? Oh, my faster transactions? People, listen. If it's not at least a 10x in technology, no one is going to look at it seriously. That's why Bitcoin is such a huge innovation. It truly is a 10x over current monetary technology and policy because it takes the policy out of our stupid hands. Okay, so we're not getting that on a shitcoin. You're getting what centralization? You're getting a company. You're getting some. You know, some corporation that requires to keep the lights on and they're going to issue more and dump on their bag holders. This is nonsense. Anyways, all they do is fill you with opium. They want you to think that it's going to pump. It's not pumping. That's not what's happening. Nico, any thoughts on the shitcoin corner? Bro, fucking phenomenal idea. Uh, guys, let us know down in the comments if you like it. I'm sold. Okay, I I bought it. I, I I bought it already. I bought the shitcoin corner. It's a great idea. Um, Phil surprised me, so it's awesome surprise. But it's funny because you see the same thing every cycle. I saw the same thing in 2017, right? Where it's like I'm late to the party, right? And the story that I always tell is I had a friend who put a uh, hundred thousand, a lot of money, put a hundred thousand dollars into this shitcoin called Dig, right? And he bought it at, you know, 2018 comes around. You're still hoping for that bull market, you know, feeling. So you start putting your money in shit, like chasing the gains, right? But that's when everything's crashing down. And I remember telling him explicitly, like, dude, put that 10K, put that 100K into Bitcoin. He would be worth a couple million dollars today if you listen to me, right? So again... This is long time preference versus gambling, which is what shitcoins do, right? And Phil mentioned, right, this idea that, like, companies would be selling or dumping their coins to fund their projects. That's exactly what XRP does, right? Um, and that's exactly what Ethereum does. Ethereum had a, a 70% pre-mine. How do you think they fund the development of Ethereum? They dump the pre-mine on people that are buying their existing tokens. XRP does the same thing, right? Um, so, right, think about it that way, right? Like when Satoshi invented Bitcoin, he had no idea, he or she had no idea that it would have any value. It was an experiment, it had a virgin birth. Every single cryptocurrency that was born after the fact, the founder knew that it would have monetary value, right? And again, um, it's what we say, right? Bitcoin, you know, you're separating the monetary policy out of the hands of humans, with all these shit coins, right? The monetary policy is still tied to a founder, which is either Brad Garlinghouse, Vitalik, Charles Hodgkinson. It's tied to a person, right? So are we gonna is are you gonna take the next step in humanity or are you gonna get stuck in the last the twentieth century, man? Which has been brutal. Anyways. As you were talking, I uh 
you got me thinking of a quote. So I wrote that down. I had to. I'm going to I'm going to give it at the end of the, uh, you know, give it at the end of the show on the outro. But anyways, let's move on to the actual fail right away from the shitcoiners corner. And we will go and check some other some other sources of nonsense. So here we go. Okay, look, we, we've been going hard. We've been diving into all these stories. I've been taking everybody through all these like roller coasters of complete shitcoin shenanigans. I figured we'd do something a little lighter today. You know, we've got a couple of fails. These are, don't get me wrong. These are, you know, the first one is just kind of funny, but the second one is an absolute fail. And we're going to dive into a little bit more of that stupidity. But let's take a look at this. This was a tweet, right? That was brought to us by Iciosanot. Tags me in everything, which is awesome. I, I totally appreciate it. Um, oh my God, that's Peter Schiff's son. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay. So like, look at that tweet. Breaking. Bitcoin just hit a new all-time high. Spencer Schiff. Breaking. My dad. <laughs> like, oh my god. Don't get me wrong, but like, that guy, that guy has just been so wrong. And, and look, don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with seeing gold as a store of value. We understand its properties. That's the thing about Bitcoiners. We get Bitcoin's properties and we get gold's properties. We understand that Bitcoin has superior properties. That's it. Uh, I just, <laughs> I Dude, just think that was fantastic. I, I sincerely feel. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter. I feel bad. But yeah, man, I, I, uh, this is terrible. Wrecked by his son, his legacy. His legacy is just. Ah! But anyways, uh, Corey, you've been at the forefront of this. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I've been at the forefront of dunking on Peter Schiff for a few years. Yes, this is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Peter, I mean, like, it, it's just pretty brutal, right? And, and so I, I had to definitely share that one. It, it, was, it was enjoyable. Anyways, yeah. Phil, what's the next fail? Okay. All right. Let's dive into it. All right. So I put out this tweet somewhere right now. Someone is right-clicking an NFT and saving it. No one cares. Anyways, I got this response back, okay, from at uh, SpoonSapooper. Sapoor. I'm destroying that name. Anyways, okay, so look, this is a video essentially showing, okay, how they, um, how essentially the, you know, the shitcoiners plan to quote unquote secure their JPEGs, okay, because because apparently the hash that you pay for is not secure. I don't know what you're paying for. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know what you're paying for. It doesn't matter. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna take a dive into this video. Here we go. What is that, Nico? Where where did you get that? I, I right-click, saved, and printed. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. There's a well. Hold on, I'm going to show you why you're not allowed to do that. All right, show hold us. Hold on show a second. Us, show okay, us. here we go. So look, here's a sneak peek of what we're working on for NFT profile verification. Okay, check this out, people. Hello. So as promised, I wanted to show you some experiment we did about NFT. So basically, you would be able to edit your profile, click on your avatar and select NFT. From this, you would be able to connect to your wallet uh, and choose your preferred wallet. So for the purpose of the experiment, I'm just marking the backend. So after confirming, you will be able to download all your um, NFT from OpenSea, select one, and then you will have your NFT as your avatar with the Ethereum uh, check mark, showing that this NFT has been minted on um, Ethereum blockchain. If you click on collectible as well, you can see the collection of NFT you have. If you have any uh, feedback or ID, please uh, don't hesitate to share. Thank you. Yeah, but what is that? What does that stop someone from just right clicking and printing? Because this, 
this is this is nonsensical. This is completely nonsensical. Like all, all this is doing is is making it so that now you have an Ethereum logo, a tiny little shitcoin Ethereum logo next to your crappy little NFT in your in your Twitter avatar. Now everybody knows, and now everybody knows that you were foolish enough to spend tens tens of thousands, if not hundreds, or most likely only tens of thousands of dollars on cool. an NFT. Corey is smiling and drinking his tea, so I know he's thinking something. <laughs> Corey, oh, I feel like I should put the pinky up like Kermit or something. <laughs> <laughs> do a live meme. So, oh, what do you man. what are your thoughts on this, Corey? Is why? It, okay, Let I can't us, get past I can't get past the fact that the person running Android tech for Twitter Spaces has Cardano enthusiast in their profile. I got stuck on that and basically blacked out. Oh my God! Oh, it's so true. This is it's, what happens, right? No, I just, I just blacked out. I can't, I can't get past it. I'm like picturing this person being a groupie on a farm with the king Bosque shit kicker, like talking to cows and like rural Chinese people about the benefits of Cardano or something. Like, I just, I painted this whole picture and I just didn't listen to anything else. Phil, this is the second time your daily fail has pissed off our guests so much that they don't this want to talk true. about it. Denver Bitcoin and now Corey. But okay, I no, but, do but I don't. <laughs> Why is anybody paying for the hash? I don't get this. So you're paying for the hash. It's not secured. Anyone steals your image, and now they're going to come out with this to save the validity of your image on Twitter. Man. What I liked is it appeared in Gal's photo gallery on Twitter that she had like 38 copies of the same JPEG. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so which one, one which one gets to be like which one gets the meth the meth tag? They all have unique hashes, tag. Corey. They all have unique hashes. So we don't have to worry because every one of them is unique. Oh my god. This I mean, is, come on. Is, Who's paying attention to this? This is ridiculous. Man, it's but but keep it going because it's awesome source material. Keep it coming, guys. Yeah. Keep it going. No, but don't it, worry. They're never gonna stop because the scammers are never gonna stop. It's too easy. There's way too many people that wanna believe the hype. Sadly, that's kind of the world that we live in. And I, you know, at the same time, I can understand it because if you're kind of really paying attention and you're being honest, it is a difficult place and Hopium feels good, you know? But unfortunately, in this case, it's totally going to get you wrecked because these are the digital beanie babies. We've said it before, we're going to say it again. That's what they are. Right-click, paste, print, shitcoin, shit paper, shit art, I don't know. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review, sponsored by... The Daily Meme Review is brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. Get yourself a physical copy. There's only a thousand made per volume. Check out how beautiful the art is, citadel21.com. All right, everybody, the first meme for today is brought to us by Bitcoin Meme Library. Check it out. There's joy and then there's true joy. I love seeing people smile at their phones in public. Have they received happy news? Is it a text from a loved one, perhaps? What could be instilling such joy at this moment? <laughs> I agree. Excellent, excellent meme. Moving on. This is a uh, a tweet by Corey, CoreySwan.com, Corey Clipson, and uh, he is making fun of Raw Paul. Let's see what the plebs had to say about it. And uh, classic moon, they blocked him, but it wasn't complete until... Okay, so I fucked up and I kept scrolling, but I finally found it, and check this out. It's not a blocked, unless you have your Here Comes Corey. Let's zoom in. 
Man, Corey, Corey's improved it, though, with the haircut. Anyways, moving yeah. on. Uh, next meme from Greg. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Here comes Corey. Moving on. And check this out, because people are confused. Can someone explain this Kid Rock thing? <laughs> Here comes Corey. An army of Corys. And uh, moving on. <laughs> Here comes Corey, and everyone's running around. And last but not least, right, we got Greg. We got all the memers. All the meme. Oh, we got Corey. And we need more Corey. Here comes Corey. But there's a Corey in the background, too. Woo! And anyways, guys, if you want some more Corys in your life, definitely check out the Meme Factory merch store. And you can get a Here Comes Corey polo and a Here Comes Corey iPhone case. Corey, I'm not even kidding. I'm fucking jealous, bro. I wish I became a fucking meme. You went viral. People don't even, people still don't know what that is. They're like, who is this guy? You know, so it's an inside thing. Awesome meme. And because of that, because of that, I'm going to give it, this is the best tasting water ever. It's called Essentia. It's delicious. Phil, what are you going to give it? I, I I have to, uh, I could validate what Nico is saying. It is delicious water. It tastes like absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Anyways, and I also just want to add and point out that I have two of the BTC pin sweaters with the Here Comes Corey logo. Because um, I, I think it's totally awesome. Like, it, it, it is by far the best meme. Like, if anybody, if you could get anything, like, that's the one. Anyways, I am giving it, and this is, this is definitely very special. This was hanging on my wall for a very long time at work from the, the Lightning Trust chain. I'm going to try to pull up this whole poster. It's the Space Cat. Ooh! Right. Space Cat. Corey gets the Space Cat. The Space Cat. Cat memes. I love it. Yep. All right, Corey. So, you're rating your own, <sighs> your own legendary your own meme. Stuff. You've wow, become a legend, an internet that's legend. A, that's a hard one. I'm gonna give that a uh, a physical Bitcoin buried in resin. Ooh. That's that's the highest order that you can possibly achieve on the uh, Here Come Corey rating system. But uh, this is a classy ooh. show, Nico. We've got yes. classy in this Man, episode. We've we, got the classy water, the classy poster, the classy Bitcoin. This is classy. We, we've been outclassed, Phil. We've oh. been outclassed. God damn it. Okay. Like anyways, it. anyways, Phil. Anyways, guys, we want to know, do you agree with our scores? Do you agree with our scores for Here Comes Corey? Let us know down in the comments and join our Telegram group. Link us some memes to review because it's a Bitcoin meme review. And we need memes to review because of Bitcoin meme review. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily News, sponsored by... The Daily News is brought to you by Crypto Cloaks. Get yourself the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like this Bitcoin grenade art. Super cool. Take advantage of the link down below for 5% off. All right, everybody, I'm going to start with this. This is kind of a daily fail, but uh, we just want to be very specific. Uh, you know, this dude took our video. But at the end, he ripped out our logo, right? So look, le let me kind of just tell you guys how we feel about this. I wrote it in a tweet. It's too early in the morning because we had to refilm a, a part of this. And let me be specific, okay? So you guys understand, right? 
uh, mind you, we're all we're all for using clips of our videos. If you want to use our clips for simply Bitcoin videos, go for it. We don't care, right? Make it, but make it into original work. If you want to take one of our trailers, which we upload to you know to Twitter or to YouTube, and you want to cut it and you want to incorporate it into your documentary, into your montage, into something, you want to make a parody of it. You want to actually make it your original work. We're all for that. We don't care. We actually want you to do that, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that this dude literally took the entire video, the entire video, okay, and only cut out our logo, that's just, <laughs> man, that's just against all internet rules, all of them, dude. It just breaks him. You just l literally ripped our work, okay? We, dude, it was expensive stock footage. It took me hours to make that one minute video. Is it, it seems simple to make, but it's actually really complex, right? Not cool, dude. Okay, so you know, call out this dude. <laughs> not weak a good, very not, weak rip. Not, not cool. Not cool. All right, Phil. Moving on to the news. Check this out. <laughs> How funny is? This? <laughs> They're on a wait list to withdraw Bitcoin. Oh, what, what a treat. <laughs> 1.6 million customers now on a wait list for withdrawing Bitcoin from Robinhood. And again, this is why you don't buy paper Bitcoin. This is why when a bank, this is this especially worries me. Remember that uh, announced by that Australian bank, Phil? Look, I actually have an article pulled up, right? Australian banks are opening up to cryptocurrency. What does that mean for you? I suspect this is going to be one of the attack vectors they're going to use, right? Like, buy your Bitcoin with us. We'll take custody of it. Don't worry about it. Custody is complicated. But you find yourself, look at the position that Robinhood finds itself in, man. <laughs> 1.6 million customers now on the waitlist for withdrawing Bitcoin from Robinhood. Do you think Robinhood has that Bitcoin? Does it even matter? You just bought paper Bitcoin. It makes no difference. It's, it's actually irrelevant whether Robinhood has it or not. You don't. <laughs> it's like, it just makes no difference. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's horrible if they don't actually have it, but... It's paper Bitcoin to you anyways. This is so <laughs> dangerous, guys. This is so dangerous because they're giving you the feeling that you own this Bitcoin, but you don't. You own paper Bitcoin. And I suspect banks, Australia, one of Australia's biggest banks, we reported on this a couple days ago, they're going to start offering Bitcoin to their clients. Do you think they're going to allow their clients to withdraw that? I don't know, but again, rehypothecation of Bitcoin is not good because it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. The revolution is defunding the system, and the way you do that is you take self-custody. You take the power back, your financial sovereignty back. It's so important. Anyways, moving on. Check this out. Robinhood fucked up in many ways, Phil. It's not just one. Robinhood's data breach involved about 7 million customers. Here's how to protect your credit from fraudsters. How about... Crazy idea, Phil. Crazy idea. How about KYC is dangerous? It doesn't work. It's not effective. Maybe that's how you... Anyways, moving on. Uh, the online brokerage said Monday that a November 3rd data breach involved about 7 million customers. 
<laughs> Most of them had either their email addresses or full names exposed, while a small group had more extensive information compromised. Remember, we're ah. expected to give up our private data for KYC and AML, which we have shown you time and time and time again is ineffective. We're actually we're actually in the process of inviting an, uh, uh, th this this gentleman that wrote an amazing paper, a research paper. He's a professor, and uh, he explains. He goes into detail about how ineffective these laws are. But anyways, I love how at the end, look look what it says, Phil. The incident is a good reminder that there are ways to prevent criminals from using your personal information to get a loan and credit card in your name. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like what? It was it was Robin Hood that did the data reach. How do you stop that yourself? This is ridiculous. Anyways, Phil, what are you gonna say? Yeah, I, I just I just wanna I just wanna point out that a that 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 middle uh, that middle quote there that now we know that there's a very small group that got to experience a higher a higher level feature set of <laughs> KYC AML than everyone else. Look, the rest of you got some of your data stolen, but this group, this very exclusive group, they got to experience a little bit more of the feature set. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude, this is I I can't believe it, you know it's, clown it's clown it's world. It's clown world. It's total clown world. It's clown world. It's clown. And everybody's world. hopping out of the clown car. Anyways, moving on <laughs> to and and remember, we also reported not like not too long ago that the whole country of Argentina, the whole country of Argentina, including Lionel Messi, which is like one of the most famous soccer players in the world. Okay, this is what happens, right? You collect a bunch of information. Actually, Nick Newman from Casa, when we had it on, talked about this. Uh, uh, for for a bit right the fact that if you create this whole kyc database with emails social security numbers that is a giant honey honey pot for hackers okay and that's exactly what they did to argentina check this out a hacker has breached the argentinian's government it network stolen id card details for the country's joe biden whisper entire population data is now being sold in private circles Lionel messi and sergio aguero data leaked on twitter and again not only that the pre the, the, the this includes details for the country's president so the president even got his data leaked this is the downfalls of kyc stuff like this we had the Equifax hack. You have a Robin Hood hack. Not to mention Robin Hood is on the hook for all this Bitcoin, this paper Bitcoin. Man, what a crap hole of a company. And they stopped the GameStop trading. Man, Robin Hood. <laughs> Not good. Not, just buy Bitcoin, take self-custody, use the Amber app, download the Amber app today. But anyways, um... Moving on. So check this out. This is Dr. Ron Paul. We're trying to get him on the show, and uh, he makes a, an amazing case with with sources on why KYC doesn't work. Um, the name of the article is saying saying it as you see it: How to lose friends and infuriate people. Love it. Money laundering compliance kills startups, wastes good technology, and banks spend trillions with a 0.1% impact, but the flip side of failure is opportunity. I don't know about that. Anyways, I want you guys to focus on this number. 0.1%, that's the amount of criminal activity KYC and AML regulation actually stops. So you have to ask yourself, who are they actually milking? Are they milking 
businesses businesses and people that follow the laws or are they actually stopping crime because apparently 0.1% for all the billions of dollars of compliance I don't know in what world only in the government only in a bureaucracy does that make sense in a private business you would go out of business if those were your numbers. Anyways, moving on. Uh, and U.S. Senate uh, testimony, ex-U.S. Treasury Special Agent John Kassara quoted me describing money laundering controls as the world's least effective anti-crime measure. Startups, banks, and other firms know they must comply with relevant regulation, but it's, it's, it's less well known that the modern anti-money laundering experiment has almost zero impact on... On, on criminal finances. Can I tell you why? Because the criminals use the banking system themselves. Have you ever heard of the Panama Papers? Have you ever heard of Panama Papers? But for us peasants, us deplorables, no, no, no. <laughs> you gotta comply. <laughs> I, I have to make. I have to make one quick comment about the wording here. Okay, uh, the wording in that last paragraph. You, you'll notice that they're saying that the companies need to comply with relevant regulation. Right? Look, they must comply with relevant regulations. Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? Relevant to who and in which way? It's, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm telling you, this is all, it's all just words to create an illusion. <laughs> like, none of that is relevant. Zero, you just showed it. 0.1% impact. How many billions of dollars do they spend? How is that relevant? Uh, dude, it's... Because it's, drugs. Be, it's, be, because, people, because people smoke drugs, and then they sit there, and they look at this, and they go, that makes sense. <laughs> it, you know? It's, and course, we've been, we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned to think that the world will burn down without these type of tyrannical anti-human type regulations right because according to these regulations if you're born in a certain country like venezuela like iran and you want to open a bank account you're unbankable just because of the place that you were born in come to bitcoin by the way bitcoin doesn't care anyways the mm -hmm. eye-watering costs and hassle of anti-money laundering compliance profoundly affect countless individuals which is exactly what i've been saying Communities, startups, technology firms, banks, and even countries. Remember what I told you guys yesterday about the 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 moat that banks have built, uh, uh you know, around themselves. It, it, I, I the more we learn about this, Phil, because we weren't really educated on the matter until we we really did that deep dive episode a couple months ago on how the fatfa is literally a total scam. <laughs> the more it, it it literally becomes clearer and clearer that these regulations are meant not to protect the public, but to protect the incumbents. It's like a moat around them. What they didn't plan for was that that moat was also going to be their demise because now they can't get out. And now there's a parallel open system working on the outside and they're struck in their constraint golden cage that they thought was going to protect themselves. Anyways, current rules also make technology firms focus their talents on compliance solutions, endlessly sweating the 0.1% impact on crime already done well, unimaginative regulators socialized in a common narrative characterized by shared beliefs, stylized language, idiosyncratic ratings, and a constant stream of self-reinforcing group gatherings, aka the circle jerk. <laughs> Phil, he describes... <laughs> He describes what you said. <laughs> the bobbing heads. The, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. You're, so, yes, you're so smart. Yes, yes. Credentials. PhD. Yes, you must be right. Yes. Okay. Uh, um. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have master's degrees. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Look at the paper on my wall. I've memorized more than you can ever memorize. I'm better than you. Okay, anyways. Un <laughs> unwittingly make, uh, make tech firms drive costs and complexity into customers' business matter models rather than propelling meaningful results by leveraging their pa passion for elegant, effective, less costly solutions. But they can't do that. They can't do that because they're bureaucracy. They're a government. They get paid regardless of their performance, which is why you have these crazy, crazy rules. And like Bitcoin does on so many other things, Phil, what Bitcoin does is it just opens your eyes to what was already there. And you're using Bitcoin and how easy it is and how frictionless it is. The fact that you could just send money like and you don't have to go to a bank, ask for permission, wait in line. Phil, remember when we opened our LLC for simply Bitcoin? Oh, Dude, yes. They, they, oh, yes. They, 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 one bank, they literally asked to prob us. You know, they're like, okay, we have to check you guys. And we're like, no, I'm totally joking, by the way. But they but it, wasn't, it wasn't far. We, it we, wasn't we, far off. <laughs> I mean, that was the next step. I'm, I'm sorry. Before we before we move on, I just want to go back to that last uh, uh, that that last uh, article that you just showed, uh, but specifically Absolutely. that last paragraph. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I find the wording in there. Is, is fantastic. This is great. We're going to just say this again, okay? Rather than propelling meaningful results by leveraging their passion for elegant, effective, less costly solutions. I, I Like, what is it with these, like, this word that tries to conjure up these feelings, right? It's it's so, like, elegant and this and that. Like, what, what's, what's elegant about this? It either makes sense or it doesn't. And for the mo majority of us, it doesn't make sense. So what the hell? I just, uh, I, I hate the language that they use. I, I really, really do. It, it's always, the, the language is always meant to uh, invoke ideas that are opposite what they're actually doing. No. Anyways, I, I just. You're completely right. But anyways, moving on. All right, everybody, check this out. Look, it's a lot of noise. And the noise is, oh, look, this is another headline. I, I saw Pomp release a video, you know, with... CEO of Apple owns, you know, Bitcoin. I think that's the noise, but there's a lot of signal here. Let's get to it. Tim Cook says he owns cryptocurrency and he's been interested in it for a while, right? Uh, to quote what he actually said, I do think it's reasonable to own it as a part of a diversified portfolio. Cook said that he has been interested in cryptocurrency for a while and that he has been researching the topic. Now, maybe I'm going out on a limb here. Right, but I'm gonna kind of connect this Bullshit with pointing. with uh, with with Sailor and MicroStrategy. This is MicroStrategy's ch chart, right? This was the dot com boom. This is the correction. This is it going sideways for a very long time, and then finally towards the end, right? All of a sudden, when he started putting Bitcoin on their asset sheet, their you know their stock market, the, their stock price just went to the moon, right? So again. Sailor is the CEO of a public company, right? Tim Cook is the CEO of a public company. He sees that, right? What other options do you have to put all that extra crack, extra crash, extra cash, right? Uh, let me pull up a chart of the treasury bills, which I know a lot of 
big companies. This is where they put some of their cash reserves, right? Look at this thing, right? Uh, it goes from the 1980s. It was giving you a 12%, 14% yield. And we're here in 2021. It's giving you 1.9, 1.65. In some European countries, the treasury yield has actually gone negative, right? So there really isn't at any more places to put your cash. Your cash is constantly losing value due to inflation. Even if you do put in a treasury bill, inflation is still outcompeting the yield on on the on on the treasury bill, right? So could it be that uh, Tim Cook is looking over at what MicroStrategy is doing and Square and their successes? Could that be it? Could it be that, of course, this is all, specula all speculation. Could it be that Tim Cook is looking at what's going on in El Salvador and the absolute success that the Bitcoin implementation has been over there? Could it be? I don't know. I'm speculating. But I brought Corey Clipston onto the show today to get his thoughts because he definitely has experience in and you know being a ceo in general so what do you think Corey? i think it's an inevitability that apple ends up integrating bitcoin into the iphone i don't know over what time frame but it, it's hard to imagine that it wouldn't be sort of built into apple wallet by like 2025 so sometime in the next four years my guess as far as putting it on balance sheet my guess is you would have to see it in some of their products first given the signaling that he's giving there he's saying like hey we don't want to put it on our balance sheet before you know, it doesn't make sense. It's not why people buy it, but you'd have to have some on your balance sheet to do certain things. And so that might be the, uh, once you see it actually integrated into their platforms a little bit, then you might see them open up and actually start stacking some too. Okay, interesting. And I, and I, I actually completely agree with that because one of the most secure elements on the face of the planet is on the iPhone itself in the T1 chip, in the T2 chip. So I feel like it'd be a natural jump. I know that Samsung already has a, a crypto wallet already integrated to some of their phones. So man, but it, it's, it's a bright future. I'll just leave it at that. Corey, uh, another thing I wanted to get your opinion on and Phil and I have been discussing at this at length is the current passage of the infrastructure bill, right? So just to give everyone a quick recap, controversial Bitcoin tax provision passes Congress with infrastructure bill, just to kind of give you guys a, you know, what, what, at, what was included in that bill. Basically, if you wanted to transact with anybody and it was a transaction over $10,000, you would have to report the person who you're sending it to, their social security number, their name, their last name, their address, a bunch of you know a bunch of information about that kind of defeating the open monetary network that is bitcoin and it also leaves very very vague language in terms of who is a broker is a person running a lightning node a broker is a miner a broker right and it's perp it was purposely made like that to give the treasury a big stick to go after bitcoiners that's our interpretation cynthia loomis also mentioned this as well she touched upon it she said to quote her the treasury got a jump on us when they added this amendment so clearly you know the treasury is not a friend of bitcoin the federal government is not a friend of bitcoin in my opinion they have the most to lose if the if the money printer dies so corey you know as you know the the the, the ceo of a company that sells bitcoin i'm sure you know this was on your radar what are your concerns do you believe that we have enough time to amend this uh, amend this i know that I know that uh, Cynthia Loomis tweeted something about it recently, and I also know that David Zell um, 
is working some type some type of Bitcoin lobbying effort. So are you hopeful that we'll be able to amend this or do you think it will stay the same? What are your thoughts on this? So if I recall the kind of lead into this, it's basically just saying that the law that already exists about sending value of over 10 grand to anybody has to be reported. And it's just saying that, well, that also applies to cryptocurrency, right? So it's kind of just saying like, hey, this is an asset. It's almost saying like admitting that it's money, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> um, I'd prefer that we get to like not do that, but I think that you actually would have to change that law and do kind of a carve out. This, this is gonna be a really hard one to get overturned because the law is already on the books. And they're just saying like, hey, we're, we're treating this like the transfer of any other type of property that's for compensation or for payment. So, you know, this is this has been on the books for like 40 or 50 years already. We complain about this all the time, right? Because they set the level at 10 grand in the 70s and they've never adjusted it upward, even though, you know, that 10K level is worth like 40 to 50 grand now in US dollars. No, it's, it's, it's more. It's like 70 grand. It's like, 60, it's, it's like 65 to 70 grand. I checked it the other day. I'll pop it up anyways. But yeah, man, they, they, yeah. Totally, they totally snuck it in on us. But what are your thoughts on the broker yeah. provision? Uh, I, I'm not really up to speed on it, unfortunately. So, okay, because yeah. it, it does put miners kind of in a precarious situation. But moving on, and of course, we got Corey. Corey, what are your future plans for Swan, right? Um, I, I, I don't want to reveal anything that you've told me personally. <laughs> so why don't you drop no, it on no us? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're excited that we just uh, announced the launch of Swan Advisor Services with uh, Andy Edstrom, author of Why Buy Bitcoin, is running that unit for us. So that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll reach out to all the money managers and RAs in the, in the country and help them get their clients into Bitcoin. So that's pretty cool. Um, trying to think what else. The app is coming out in a few weeks. So we've got a bunch of people uh, queued up ready to do the beta testing on the app. So that's pretty neat. Uh, looks like we're probably bringing give back give Bitcoin back inside of Swan, so they'll go uh, back in time for the holidays. So we should have that up in, in early December and let people uh, gift Bitcoin to their friends and family again, like we have the last two Christmases. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Things are going very well. We're uh, we're excited about this run. Got a great team's probably tripled in size this year, and uh, just kind of charging forward into a bright orange future with all you fine fellows. Absolutely, man. And, and I love the take that the, you know, the, the, the way that Swan approaches it, you know, the, 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 I texted you this personally, too. I said, some of the most fun that I had at the Bitcoin conference, Bitcoin 2021 was the Swan tent. It was, uh, it was, it was one of the places with the only place with air conditioning. That's where you could find the plebs, you know, it didn't recognize anybody anywhere else, but in the Swan tent, that's where all the plebs were hanging out. So yeah, man, super excited. Swan's one of our favorite places to buy Bitcoin, use our affiliate link, swanbitcoin.com slash simplybitcoin. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. Software releases is brought to you by cyphersafe.io, physical stainless steel products to help you protect your Bitcoin from terrible things. The link is down below in the show notes. All right, everyone, we've got Hexawallet version 2.0.0 that is a bitcoin wallet check it out down below in the show notes awesome thank you phil all right guys that was our show before we go 
Give a follow to our awesome guest. He is the CEO of swan.com, swanbitcoin.com, one of the best places to dollar cost average. Definitely use our affiliate link. You get $10 free Bitcoin cord. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you do use it, um, uh, swanbitcoin.com slash simplybitcoin. Guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, smash the like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the catastrophic fails and the Bitcoin news from the PlayPlay perspective, definitely consider subscribing. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for another episode of Simply Bitcoin. Make no mistake. If they can make this a clown world, they're going to try to make it a clown universe. We can't allow it. We'll